those of you online, we've, we've got several fits and starts. Hopefully you can piece together a church experience today. But John chapter 16, I've titled this message today, The Rules of the Road. The Rules of the Road. How many guys you ever, uh, how many, you took the driver's exam and you passed them the first time? Okay, how many of you took the driver's exam and you took a couple tries before you passed it? Okay, and then how many of you took the road test and you passed the very first time? How many of you had to take it again? How many had to take it again again? Oh, am I the only one? Yes, I'm the only one. I had to take the, the, the driving test three times in Michigan before I finally passed it, but I did pass it. So uh, maybe that's why I'm such a crazy driver. I don't know. Uh, maybe the details elude me or something. But the rules of the road, the rules of the road. We're going to be doing sort of an evangelism training today around the Romans road. And so if you have a paper Bible, I hope you do. Um, and hopefully you don't mind marking up your Bible. In fact, I think a worn out Bible is the, is a sign of a Christian who's not. Right? A worn out Bible is a symbol of a Christian who's not worn out. They've got the word hidden in their hearts. They, they've got the spiritual maturity. They're growing in the Lord. They, they're learning. They're hungry to know more about God. My Bibles all have little handwritten notes in them. I got little highlighters of different things I don't want to remember and bring my own attention to and remind myself of. It's okay to write in your Bible, especially if it's your Bible, right? Because it's, David said, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you that he's written his word on our hearts. So, of course, this is a dialogue. This is, this is a way in which we communicate back and forth with God. So hopefully you have a Bible today. If you don't have a Bible, take one of those paperback Bibles in the seat back in front of you in the pew and just call that one your own. And I want everyone in the room to get a pen. And Meredith, if you grab that cup full of pens, I want every single person to get a pen. I want you to write in them, yes, write, in the margins of your Bible. I know some of you are like, I can't believe, this is God's holy word. Yes, I want you to write in God's holy word so you know where you're going. This is kind of like marking a map, okay? So if we were navigating out on the deep blue ocean and we were trying to get from one place to another, I would mark the map to make sure, oh yeah, there's supposed to be a rock for me. What I want you to do with your pen today is yes, mark in your Bible that one particular verse in the New Living Translation, in my version of the Bible, it says, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. All right, so take a pen, underline that, and you might want to even just over the, at the top of that column write Romans 3.23. Okay, this is the beginning of the Romans road. We go, well, why, why did Jesus die? If, Jesus, if we're all just forgiven, Jesus wouldn't have to die, right? If God just loves us and he just lets it all go and, he, you know, we don't have to do anything, then Jesus came for nothing. But there had to be an atonement for sin. And Romans 3.23, everyone has sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone, even the Pope, has sinned. Mother Teresa admitted that she struggled with faith for about 16 years of her life. Billy Graham, he sinned. <laughs> the greatest Christians you can name have all sinned. No one can be good enough for God. Your best efforts will always fall short of you reaching God. 
If I made it my goal to reach the moon, like on my own strength, under my own effort, with no rocket ship, and I was just going to stand here on the ground, I'm going to make it to the moon. I'm going to try really hard. I'm going to jump higher than I've ever jumped in my life. How many know that I would still fall radically short of reaching the moon? That's what our best righteous efforts are. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. The Greek word in the text is we miss the mark. When it's an archery term, when we, when we try to hit the mark, falling short means I didn't even come close. I didn't get a bullseye. I didn't even hit the target. I fell short. I fell short. That's what sin is. It's to fall short. It's to try, made the effort, but it wasn't good enough. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And someone says that they're, that they're good, that they're righteous, that they're perfect. They don't need God. I've got it all figured out on my own. How many know they're self-deceived? That's not the truth. What are you, God? You're perfect? So you get to be the judge of everyone else? I mean, there's a lot of people that are pretending to be God these days. They want to sit in the seat of judgment and tell everyone else what they're doing wrong, but they don't want to self-examine. They don't want to see where they've fallen short. But we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen? <laughs> That's powerful. And you better, you better really nail that down and really understand that for yourself. Because he goes, I, and most of us probably have, because we're like, I know I'm a sinner. <laughs> I know without Jesus, I'm utterly lost. Well, next to your, your Romans 3.23, hopefully you've underlined it by now, you've written down in the column, in the margin next to the scripture, I want you to write this little abbreviated reference, Romans 6.23. You could just write capital R-O-M, Romans R-O-M 6.23. And with maybe a little arrow to the right. That'll remind you that you got to, Flip the page to the right <laughs> to get to Romans 6.23. But write that down in the margin of your Bible. So what's our first reference before we move on? What's the very first reference on the Romans road? Romans 3.23. That's the beginning. If you forget all the other numbers, it won't matter because it's written down in your Bible. Okay? But the one number you do need to remember is the first one. <laughs> so our first, our first address on the Romans road is Romans 3.23. Okay. So now next to that, we've underlined it. All have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23. Flip over there now. Flip to Romans 6.23 and underline it in your Bible. I, I've, again, mine in the New Living, New Living Translation says this. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The NIV says it very similarly. For the wages of sin is death, but, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It all means the same thing. Same principle. So we all have sinned. Right? Nobody's perfect. Sin has a price. What is the price? Romans 6.23 tells us. It's, it's death. It's not just physical death. It's eternal death. It's a separation from God in a place called hell. A place called Hades place of, of total torment and separation from God. God doesn't send people to hell. We send ourselves there by rejecting a loving God. God doesn't send people to hell. We send ourselves there by rejecting a loving God. There is a penalty for sin. 
And the wages of sin is death. But aren't you glad it doesn't stop there? The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Yes, my sin will kill me. Your sin will kill you. Not just in this life, not just by maybe a DUI or murder or some other sinful act, but eternal death, separation from, from God in a place called hell. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He's made a way for our sins to be forgiven. That's amazing. <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> That's what we call the gospel. The best news ever. It doesn't get any better than that. So what's the first address? Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What's the second address? Romans 6, 23. For the wages. If you'll just remember the first, first three words of each verse, it'll trigger the rest. So, 3:23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23. For the wages. Of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All right, so we know that Jesus made a way for, for sin to be paid for. He, we know that Jesus made a way for us to have eternal life. But how <laughs> do we do it? How does he do it? Well, that's a, that's a very complicated theological question. I don't know that we can say how exactly he does it. Because he's God and we're not. <laughs> I think if he tried to explain it to us, our heads would explode, right? But we do know that he did do it. And we have to trust in faith that he has provided a way for our sins to be forgiven. How do we appropriate it? How do we make the exchange? How do I say, okay, Jesus, I want your eternal life. I want you to cover my sins and to forgive me. How, what's, how do you make that happen? Well, in the margins of your Romans 6.23, I want you to write this final reference, okay? These three addresses are vital to the Romans road. If you forget the other two, there are five normally in this study. There are normally five addresses in the Romans road, but I'm giving you the condensed version because how many bikers are on the go, right? Next Sunday, if they roll up and you go, hey, can I show you three, three quick scriptures? They'll go, okay, sure, go ahead. But it's like, hey, can I show you 10 scriptures? They're going to be like, ah, no, I think I'm good. Right? And I give it to you quick and brief, but important. This is the most important message you'll ever hear. Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23. In the margins next to 6.23, I want you to write this address. Romans 10, 9 and 10. So Romans, R-O-M dot 10, semicolon, 9 comma 10. So that means two verses next to each other in the chapter of Romans chapter 10. And then maybe a little arrow that goes to the right that reminds you to flip the page to the right to go to Romans chapter 10. And we're, we're taking folks on a journey when we share the Romans road. The road is taking us somewhere. It's the gospel journey. We're showing them how to have a relationship with God, how to get to heaven one day. Right? It, it, we have to admit that we're sinners have we fallen short? We have, to, we have to know that sin has a penalty, but Christ has paid the penalty for our sin. And now the third part of the journey is, how do we appropriate that? How does God make the exchange? Well, take your pen and highlight verses 9 and 10 in chapter 10 of your Bible, and this is it. We can, we can land right here. 
It says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. The NIV says it this way, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right? For with the mouth, uh, for the heart men believe and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. But I love the new, the, the, the new living version. If you declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It doesn't say might be. It doesn't say, well, possibly if you do these other things. It, will, it might work out for you if you join a church and start giving a lot of money to the poor. Nope, nope, no. Confess and believe. Put your wholehearted trust like a childlike faith into Christ Jesus. Receive him as Lord. What does that mean? It means he's in charge now. It means I don't call the shots anymore. It means, God, take control of my life. I sign the deed of my life over to you. That's powerful stuff, isn't it? And some people are ready for that, and other people aren't. But this is, and this, this is where you could write in your Bible, in the margins of 10, you could say, go for it. <laughs> With an exclamation point. And maybe ask Dot, 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 exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. You know, many people would say yes to Jesus if they were just asked. They're like, that is the best news ever. You mean all I do is believe in my heart and confess with my mouth and I make the exchange? Yeah, it's so simple, a child can do it. And many children do. It's so simple, the gospel is not complicated. It's, it's so everyone can receive and know and have a relationship with God. So this is the point where once you've shared those three scriptures, here's a great question to ask. Hey, what's, what's keeping you? You said that you really haven't, you don't know if you're going to go to heaven. You don't even know if you have a relationship with God, but maybe you're interested. Is there anything keeping you from saying yes to Jesus today? Is there anything stopping you? Well, what a lot, a, a, a common objection at this point is some people would say, well, I just don't feel like a very good person. Like, I would like to clean up my act a little bit and then maybe, then maybe God can accept me. You go, no, that's, that, that's, that's not what we've just looked at. You're trying to pay for your own sins. And Jesus already paid for it. When you go to a restaurant and the waiter says, oh, hey, someone just paid for your bill. Do you try to pay for it again? Your burgers are paid for it over at Bud's Cafe. And then they, you go, hey, I'd like to pay for those. No, they've already been paid for. No, but I have to pay for it. What are they going to say? Keep your money. It's already been paid for. That's what Jesus says. Stop trying to pay for your own sins. I've already paid for it. Just put your trust in me. Have a relationship with me. Stop being so religious. Stop trying to be so self-righteous that you earn your way to heaven. You'll never be good enough. You're going to fall short of jumping to the moon every time. Amen? So then you go, hey, is there anything else that might be keeping you from receiving Christ? Well, I'm afraid of what people would think of me. I, I, I'm afraid that if I let Jesus come in, I'm going to have to change some of the things that I'm doing. Oh, maybe you will. But don't you think he might love you so much that those things would be for the best anyways? 
Is there, honestly, is there anything that's keeping you from saying yes to Jesus today, knowing that you're going to do this imperfectly and that he loves you as you are, but he loves you too much to leave you in the condition you are? Amen? As a disciple of Christ, yes, you're going to grow in the Lord. Are you going to not know a lot of the things about the Bible? Yeah, you're going to be ignorant about a lot of things, but it's okay. Jesus picked the most ignorant people in Jerusalem and in, in Israel. He picked carpenters and fishermen and, and wild-eyed tax collectors and party animals and like not the rabbis. He didn't pick the Pharisees. He looked for the ruffians and he goes, hey, I like that guy. That Peter, I'm going to make him one of my disciples. That's who Jesus, he specializes in that. Taking people that are rough around the edges who make tons of mistakes. He goes, I like him. I like her. I'm going to use them. Because you know why? Because when I use them, everyone's going to go, only God. Only God could have done that one. That's amazing. But God can do miracles. I've seen him do it in that person's life. You're not ever too far gone for Jesus. That's the other objection. Some people say, well, I've just sinned too much. I prayed that prayer a long time ago and it, it didn't work. No, did, did it, not, it didn't work. It's not that it didn't work. It's that you didn't work it. <laughs> you didn't walk with, with God in a relationship. You didn't really make him the Lord of your life. You didn't really make the exchange. You just wanted to get out of hell free card, right? Come on. But you, you're like, I'd rather run my own life. Thank you very much, God. I'll do my own thing. And he goes, no, that's not how this works. If you're my child, then I discipline you as my son or my daughter. And then I love you. I provide for you. I strengthen you. I grow you. I, I, I help you become a disciple. Not everyone's ready for that, honestly. A lot of people aren't ready for it. Like, oh, I, still got, I still got some sinning to do. <laughs> well, my advice to people like that is don't sin too long. Because God's spirit doesn't always strive with man. And there will be a time when it comes to an end and the door is closed on the opportunity to receive Christ. And you won't even want him anymore. Seek the Lord while he's near. Approach him while you're ready. And then finally go, is there anything else that's keeping you from receiving Christ? They'll say, well, I guess not. I guess I'm ready. You go, perfect. This is the prayer you pray. My pastor does it every week. STP, sorry, thank you, please. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. And you can name them or enumerate them if you want to. If you really feel like I need to confess these things to you and to God, that's fine. Or just pray that prayer of general confession of your sin. Because we know all of sin and fallen short, right? S, sorry. T, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. I believe that God raised you from the dead according to the scriptures. See, there are a lot of people that will believe in Jesus as a historical figure. Or think, oh, he's just like another Buddha. Or they want to separate Jesus, the rabbi, from Jesus, the Christ. I tell you, you can't formulate your own opinion about Jesus and accept that. You have to accept God on his terms, not on yours. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe that God raised you from the dead according to the scriptures. Not according to my own idea that I've created about you, but who you declared yourself to be in your word. 
and then P, please come in. Please come into my heart, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I'm sick of trying to run my life. I'm making a mess of it anyway. Would you please come in? Take ownership, take leadership, guide me, help me, direct me. And he will. He'll do it. So I think it's time we practice. Is that okay? Can we practice? Now, maybe you want to be with a person in your household because of the cooties and COVID cooties or whatever. But maybe not. You could practice with a mask with someone else if you want to. Um, and let's do three scenarios. And you take, let's take turns, one being the sinner, one being the Christian. And the first, the first time, I want the sinner to go, no, I'm not interested. Okay? And the Christian to go, that's okay. One day you'll be ready. We'll be here waiting for you when you are. The second time, the, the sinner says, um, what you shared with me is interesting, but I think, I think I'm not ready. The response to that is, okay, well, when you are ready, here's my phone number. Here's, here's a way to get in touch with us. Here's how we can understand the gospel more. Maybe you have more questions. I'd love to answer whatever questions you might have and help you understand more about salvation and Jesus Christ himself. Once you're ready, when you pray that prayer, I'm telling you, your whole life's going to change. And then let's practice the scenario where you finally go, you're the sinner who's finally ready. You go, okay, I'll do it. What's the, what do I pray? What do I do? And that's where you lead them through the sorry, thank you, please. Okay? So let's take, uh, let's take five minutes to practice those three scenarios with the person you came with or someone else. And, and if you don't want to do it, you can just observe another, another uh, couple of people that are doing it. But let's do the first scenario and ready, go.
All right, so I know that was quick, but you're probably not actually praying the prayer with the sinner, so that's okay because you're like, you know, I'm not going to pretend praying, right? Get now switch. Now the one who was a Christian, you get to be the sinner. The one who was the, the, the sinner, you get to be the Christian. So flip out the the uh, the roles here and let's train each other the other way. Okay, well, I think we'll call that good on the practicing. Of course, you can practice at home doing evangelism. How many know it's way easier to practice with someone you know than practicing with someone that you might think might not be a Christian you've never met before? Right? Totally different circumstance. And yet, the script doesn't change. The truth of the gospel doesn't change. It's true no matter who tells it, right? And the, the gospel always has been true, always will be true. And I encourage you just to be a part of it. So next week, everybody... Come early, and this is the Blessing of the Bikes Outreach Sunday. So back there on the in, at the Welcome Center, we have a bunch of these invitations for the Blessing of the Bikes. And what's going to happen at 9.30, we're going to just be welcoming, waving bikers in. 
and giving them free Krispy Kremes and coffee. And I have little decals with the blessing of the bikes uh, that they can put on their on their bike. And we're gonna we're gonna anoint them with oil and pray safety over them. Um, and ask them, hey, do you have a few minutes? I want to share with you three quick scriptures if you're open to it, and just start a conversation. And if they're, if they're like, oh, I already know the Lord. I, I prayed the prayer a long time ago. Hey, that's awesome. I still want to pray for your safety, though. Can we pray for that? And just pray for them. Put the bike on there. And they're like, hey, if you want to stick around at 1030, we're going to be doing praise and worship and a message. And, and we would love to have you just come in and join us for that as well. Depending on weather. If weather's really nice next Sunday, we might try to do it all in the parking lot. But you guys know Colorado. It could be uh, a hurricane. It could be snowing. It, anything could be happening. We don't know. So we always have to plan for every contingency. So we'll see what happens with weather. But if it's going to be nice like today, it'd be cool to do everything out, outdoors. So um, that'd be awesome. So I want to encourage you. Let me just give you the quick overview of, of John 16 through 21. And I'm not going to read all the passages, but I'm going to give you the overviews of the big idea, the rules of the road. Number one from chapter 16, the Holy Spirit is our guide and our peace giver. So when we receive Jesus, we get the spirit of Christ, which raised Christ from the dead. And he lives in us and he strengthens our mortal bodies, right? Chapter 17, the second rule of the road that we learned from Jesus. Jesus is praying for the disciples in this passage. And you could think, envision this like a stoplight. Jesus is our intercessor. He's sitting at the right hand of God, praying for you and I. He, he's the one who gives us the green light or the yellow light, slow down, or the red light, stop, <laughs> right? He's the one, when we pray and we seek God, we either get the go ahead or the slow down or stop. Number 18, or chapter 18 of John 18, rule number three, Jesus is God's perfect lamb. In fact, he paved the way. Um, you think of if the Romans road, if the gospel road was made by anyone or paved by anyone, it was paved by Jesus, by his blood, right? God's perfect lamb paved the road. Rule number four in chapter 19, the cross is a done deal. It's the journey's end. It's, it's home base. In baseball, it's home plate. The cross is where we're trying to get the sinners to, at the foot of the cross to go... I need you, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. Be the Lord of my life. I want to follow you. The cross is, it's a done deal. It's already been paid for if you'll just receive the gift. That's pretty amazing. And you, could, you can think about that like a railroad crossing, or you could think of that in some kind of way in which will help you uh, think of the destination wherever you're trying to get. Rule number five from chapter 20 in John 20. Faith is fuel. Believe and have life. See, you can know all the rules of the road, but if there's no get gas in the tank, guess what? You ain't going anywhere, <laughs> right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. If anyone would come to God, he must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. You're not going to get down the road of salvation or the gospel road or a relationship with God without faith. It's the fuel. Here's what Jesus said. I'll give one, one verse from this. He's, he said, Jesus uh, did many miraculous signs in addition to the ones written in this book, but these are written that you would continue to believe that Jesus is Messiah, the Son of God, and that by, by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. Number six, and we'll finish it here. God allows U-turns. God allows U-turns. 
Reverse the curse. When we get to John 21, we see this beautiful story of Peter who had denied Christ three times. Jesus in his resurrected form is standing on the beach in Galilee. And he goes, hey guys, have you caught any fish? And they're like, no. Like, wait, is that Jesus? That's Jesus. They said, you get to shore. They're like, how'd you, how, Lord, how'd you get here? What's, what's going on? And they sit around the fire. Jesus already had breakfast prepared. He had the roasted fish on the charcoal fire. A little, probably a little matzah there for all those guys to enjoy and eat. And he says to Peter, do you love me? He goes, yeah, Lord. Do you love me more than these? Yeah, Lord, I love you. But do you really love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. And then he asks him a third time, and it hurts Peter's feelings. He says, Peter, do you love me? And of course, this reverses his threefold denial at the house of Caiaphas. He says, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. He says, then feed my sheep. What is this outreach event next weekend all about? It's, it's an event. It's a Sunday that's not about us. It's going to be a Sunday that's about them. It's about those rum, 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 rum. It's about those guys out there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a chance for the gospel to shine into Sedalia, into Douglas County, for us to get out there in the parking lot and bring the gospel out of the four walls, literally out of the four walls of the local church and help people understand who Jesus really is and what he came to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Tim. May I interject? Yes, go ahead. That's right. That's right. Otherwise, we're just here for ourselves. But a church that does what we're about to do next weekend is a church that has the gospel with legs on it. We're showing and demonstrating the love of God. And you, know, you don't have to wait for, for us to throw an event for you to share the gospel. <laughs> you know, you could do it this week. You probably have a neighbor or a friend or a family member or someone who doesn't know the Lord. And you could walk them through the Romans Road just as we did here this morning. Maybe you're watching or listening online today. I, I don't want to presume that everyone here is saved or knows the Lord. Maybe you need to receive Christ. Maybe this is your moment right now. Maybe you say, need to say yes to Jesus. After hearing the gospel enumerated in a very clear way today, you said, yeah, I, I think I'm ready. Well, pray this prayer. Church, let's just pray this prayer out loud for those who might be praying online or even people in the room. Say, dear Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe that God raised you from the dead. According to the scriptures. Please come into my heart. Be my savior. And be my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I hope you got something out of that word today. Are you excited for next weekend? I am so excited. I'm so excited. So it's going to be awesome. Invite some friends. We have invited every biker we possibly can. They're at the Wide Open Saloon. They're at the gas station. They're at the Jar Mart. We've got, okay, everyone, everyone's getting the invitations. And uh, it's going to be a big, big time. If you have a motorcycle, will you come early next week? Park it in the parking lot. What happens is when motorcyclists see other motorcycles parked, they'll hey, something's going on over there. I'm going to pull in there and see what's going on. Right? So if we have a few bikes parked out front, that would help us a little bit. And uh, if you even have some busted old bikes, bring them on a trailer. Park them there. They can't tell if they're running or not. Who cares? You know, a bunch of chrome, just anything welded, you know, just anything kind of heavy metal looking. Just put it on the curb. We just, we, you know, just bait. We got to bring the fish in, everybody. So, 
Anyways, <laughs> glad you joined us today. We are looking for people to uh, volunteer for different positions. You notice now we have a sound system and video. So if you want to learn how to run the lyrics on the screen or learn on the sound system, we do a Thursday night rehearsal if you're a musician or a singer. Um, eventually, hopefully when COVID starts to really go away, we'll be able to restart our kids' ministry. Um, the following weekend, the following Saturday is going to be our very first uh, second food bank Saturday of the summer. So if you uh, want to help be a part of donating food and distributing food boxes to, to needy families in Douglas County, uh, make your plans to join us for that, that second Saturday of May to be a part of that as well. But so why don't you stand and let me give you a blessing and we'll get out of here. Thank you, God, for the evangelistic message for the gospel. It's so life-changing and transforming for each of us. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you, lift your countenance, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Go forth, go forth, and serve the Lord, everybody. Take care.